Welcome to Revenge of the Triforce, a podcast where three millennial nerds talk about whatever they feel like talking about, but mostly nerd stuff, because that's what they are. And if you are too, you'll love this podcast. And even if you're not a nerd, you'll love it too, because it's funny, so just listen to it. You already started listening to it. Why don't you finish something for once in your life? <clears throat> Sorry, I think that was my inner voice talking to myself. Sorry about that. Without further ado, give it up for your hosts, Jeff, Eric, and Tommy. Oh, welcome back, everybody, The Revenge of the Triforce podcast. It's Happy Halloween episode. Can you my... do a spookier? Oh, can you make it spookier? Okay. Oh. It's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween. There we go. And you know what? In my head, I keep thinking of the many, many years, like 36 years of Simpsons episodes where it's like, ooh, ooh, like the Treehouse of Horrors episodes. I love those oh, so right. much that it was kind of in my head. So I kind of fucked it up out of the gate. But You did. You blew it. <laughs> it needs to be spookier. But hey, happy Tommy. Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. It's officially this day is Halloween day. Not many episodes come out on the actual day, but I'm so excited. It's our favorite time of year. So good. Indeed. Indeed. And Tommy, we have a very special guest. I'll let you do the introduction if you don't Yes, mind. we do. So Jeff's not with us. He's nope. traveling to go visit his other friends. He has friends from all over the world, and we've never met them, but he's going to go hang out with them now. Yeah. And we got my good friend. Uh, we used to run an open mic together. We ran an open mic for like, I want to say like five years and open mic is where it's a comedy show where literally anybody can sign up to perform. So you can imagine how horrible that is. We went through, we've been through a lot together. And he's a big Halloween fan. He's very funny. So welcome to the show, Jr. Castro. Woo! Hey, thanks guys for having me on. Thanks guys for having me on. I've, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I fucking love spooky season Halloween. So this is right up my alley. You're a fan of the spookiness. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like always since you were a kid. Yeah, no, I've always loved Halloween. I remember um, it might have been a little too intense for me. One of the first horror movies I ever watched was like Chucky, Child's Play. Oh my! It was god. one of the sequels. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like six. Oh my god! That was intense. <laughs> like I always like remembered it. I didn't know he was a doll, so I used to be afraid of, like little redheaded people all the time. It's whatever, you know. <laughs> it was just a daycare. Like that was just a tape in the system. Like all right, no, let's... it was at my grandma's house on oh. TV. <laughs> You know what? There's something about grandmas. Like, okay, I remember my grandma when I was like that age, like six years old. She used to show us, me and my brother, she had a VHS tape of like these, the old Vincent Price horror movies. Do you remember those? Yeah. Like the black and white? That's, and I'm thinking yeah, about yeah, it, that's yeah. kind of messed up to show a small child yeah. back yeah, like for six real. years old. Well, especially like yeah. when you're at the age where you're probably. I don't know, still playing with dolls, but you're kind of on the verge of being like being done with dolls. And then they go sit right. in the corner, right? And then it's like, holy shit, as soon as I stop playing with that doll, it's going to come murder me in my sleep. That would yeah. be like, I'm thinking like about modern day horror movies. That would be like if I dropped my kids who are five years old off at my parents' house and then I picked them up and I was like, so what'd you watch at Busha and Papa's house? <laughs> oh, we watched Saw. <laughs> Hostile. That's what that's like. That's because when we were kids, those oh, were scary yeah. movies. Chucky, yeah, Vincent yeah, Price, were. like those are scary movies. Those are yeah. horror movies. Like, yeah. all right, let's be honest. Even Ernest scared stupid. If I'm the only one in the room, that scared me. That troll, he would turn people into dolls. Something about milk that I don't even want to. I didn't want to drink milk for a year. 
I, I don't know. I, I feel like that yeah. was even a scary movie. And that was probably like PG, a light PG. I just don't get it. Totally, totally, totally. It's super spooky. So growing up, yeah. gentlemen, I got to know, what was your first recollection of like Halloween? Like what was the day like? What were maybe some of your early costumes? JR, we got to start with you. Yeah, no, the earliest I remember for sure um my mom i have a little brother my folks got us like matching um cow onesies <laughs> many of udders right many udders yeah i actually saw a recent photo and it actually did not have oh wait no it did have udders yeah yeah it i can confirm that it did have, have udders. udders i was a girl cow for halloween when i was four <laughs> or five <laughs> and I remember one of our aunties just took us to Chicago with, like, the rest of our cousins. And we were just trick-or-treating out in, like, the open, like, shops and stuff like that. And then a guy a guy said, oh, you're a cow. Are you going to move for me? And then he kind of, like, rubbed my udders. And, like, that was <laughs> <in> my <laughs> ass out. Holy shit. And hindsight, strange man rubbed your udders. Up. Yeah, yeah. And that was, like, the earliest halloween i could remember and also the earliest time i ever felt shame in my life <laughs> and embarrassment i was like yeah, man that what would be creepier if he was like give me some milk kid yeah yeah <laughs> that's fucked up now you get a king size bar there bucko oh my god oh yeah. this is going yeah very well, like, bad direction that i was <laughs> i just felt bad i was like man i'm really a cow right now my cousin danny's a power ranger what the hell is up with that <laughs> what what uh color power ranger was danny not that it matters but it kind of matters it does it does uh he was red of I course back then that's all you could red. get i tried explaining this to these guys last week you, they only had the red and i think pink they had two choices for power ranger costumes and they didn't have yeah. the padded muscles back then either no they didn't they didn't none for the superhero costumes either nope just spandex or not not even okay. spandex it was like the tissue thin freezing cold you would like freeze your ass off yeah yep yep because it's I cold i remember that because i was spider-man one year and it was the same thing yep <laughs> Well, and in the Chicagoland area, like, holy shit, dude. Like, a week ago, Monday, Tuesday, it was basically 80 in the 80s. It's 70 today. And now, yeah, even today. And now, today, currently on Halloween, it is a high of 39 it's degrees. Not, not looking good. Wow. So, it's not looking good. It's cold. Yeah. It's, you know, and I, you know, I don't know about you guys. I don't remember it being that bad growing up. Maybe some rain. But maybe it was just like the energetic young self that I was at the time was like, I would just run around in my costume and be warming up. But like, I don't remember it being fucking like snowing and 40 or 30. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. If anything, I would bring like a light hoodie or something like that. And that would be enough for me. Yeah. And this yeah. was like in the early 2000s. Absolutely. And like, I, I remember got... one year it rained and we trick or treated at the mall. Do you guys know this was oh, a thing? Yeah, remember which, doing that? Was it Stratford? Um, yeah. Stratford? Stratford Square yeah. Mall. But I think a lot of malls, and I don't know if maybe they still do it, but the weather was so shitty that they offered trick or treating at the mall. I don't know if it's something they offer anyway, but we went to the mall to trick or treat and we went around to all the stores. I'm like, trick or treat. They gave out the shittiest candy. <laughs> like, nothing but like suckers and tootsie rolls i swear to god it was horrible that was oh, one of the worst like i think that was the power ranger candy. halloween for me i think we talked about this last week i was freezing cold 
Power Ranger spandex costume, chubby little kid walking around all depressed. Yeah, yeah. not the best Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Were you the red or the pink one? I was red. Oh, okay, got you. I was red. Are you sure about that? I would have wanted to be green. I didn't get to be a green ranger until I was a grown man. <laughs> Let's just say we were on the lookout for the pink rangers, but there weren't too many. I'll say no, that. One of my wife and I's first Halloweens together, we dressed, I got a green ranger costume and made her dress up as the pink ranger and that yes. was like fantasy fulfilled Kimberly. 30 years later Kim- oh yeah. that's sick. amy joe johnson shout out uh if you're hey, listening she's on instagram <laughs> she has held up she's got she's great she's awesome she's hey. still working shout out shout out to front of the pod pink car ranger hell yeah yes dude. and I like we got to get around here one of these times we will we <laughs> you will. know what i mean Cough, cough, weak, weak. No, Acting no. like we have all these connections. But like, I know what you guys were talking about with the, not even just the indoor mall candy, but I remember some years where the hall was not as good. I have a full, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Pillowcase. And I'm just going around the neighborhood. And I just remember a whole lot of like fun size years where it just wasn't fun exciting. Size, yeah. I had one neighbor that only handed out coins, like pennies and dimes. Oh, my God. Uh, and it made the whole bag just smell, and the candy smelled like it. Uh, and then there were some that were like, they weren't even freeze pops. They were just like liquid freeze pops that they never put in the freezer. You know, it was just like depressing years where Ugh. you dump it out on the floor, and you're like, you know, my mom would be like, okay, you only get to take like four pieces a day to school in your in your lunch bag. And I'm just like, just save it. I don't, I don't fucking want it. This was a bad haul. And then there's some years, as you know, that are like phenomenal years where it's like king size bars yeah. and just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, do you got? Did you, you guys you have know, those king years? Size, king what size is a. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no! I was I'm just gonna say, question. king size is a bit much. You know, king size. You, not everybody has to give out king size, but fun size too small. If you're yeah. gonna give out fun size, you got to give. At least two, I feel like. If you yeah. give one fun size candy bar to a child, you're a cheap ass. If yeah. you're going to hand out fun yeah. size, understandable, but give them two. Yeah. And I feel like those shitty years of like the hall was when I had the best costumes that I was so excited about. So I don't know if you guys experienced that, JR or Tommy, but like that's when I had some of the worst halls where like some of the most unique costumes and most exciting times I was going into it. And it was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I I used to do the pillowcase thing too. And I could never trick or treat in my own neighborhood because I grew up in unincorporated West Chicago. There were no sidewalks. The driveways were super long. And our neighbors were very cranky old people who didn't want, like there was a reason they lived there. They didn't want kids knocking on their door. (laughs) Like if we would have trick or treated on Indian Old Road in West Chicago, I'm pretty sure we probably would have had some rifles aimed at us and the police called. (laughs) At some point. So I used to make, yeah. I used to have to get bust out to like Eric, like your neck. Yeah. Like Carol stream. We used yeah, to go yeah, to yeah. like Naperville sometimes. And yeah, we used to, that's where I would try to get my biggest hauls. And yeah. The pillowcase. Yeah. The Naperville pillowcase. seems like the place to get king size candy bars. It is. Yeah. Yeah. They get into it. Although I live, well, we live in Aurora now, our neighborhood yeah. and it's there. Yeah. Our neighborhood's there a bit. A bit cheap. I'm gonna be honest. Don't get a ton. I mean, we Shout we even have to Aurora. <laughs> Aurora. I love Aurora. It is but great. Like our particular neighborhood. I don't know what it is about our neighborhood, but like we'll go around and like not even everybody's participating. Like we'll go up to some houses and they got their lights off. 
Oh, like what's the Halloween oh, wow. version of a Grinch? I don't know what the name the fucking, is, but it's like, yeah, turn your fucking lights on, answer the door, and give my child some candy. Yeah, like come give on, it what one are we doing? Night, here? stay up to like it's nine one night o'clock, one night, exactly. You know, yeah. and it doesn't even go late. It ends at like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. there's a curfew. That's a bummer, dude. I, I don't know what that came from or why. I, I didn't think things were that bad because, as you guys probably remember, growing up. We were out till 10, 11 o'clock at night and like, oh, yeah. like it, yeah. the cutoff was like 10. And then if you stayed up till 11, like you were the cool house, like your lights were still on. But like, what, right. what the shit, dude? Seven o'clock? Come on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we used to wake people up <laughs> yeah. like 10 o'clock. <laughs> like, why are you guys still out here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Holy shit. And uh, so, JR, I got to ask. Are you a pumpkin carver or not? Do you like to do the jack-o'-lantern? Do you like to do all that stuff still? Or is it kind of dead and gone? Oh, I'm not really good at carving. I'm not, like, really good, like, in that artistic thing. One year, um, but I do find ways to, like, get creative, like pumpkins. One year, I made a Jack Black O'Lantern. Oh, uh, I remember oh. the Jack Black O'Lantern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just bought a giant pumpkin, and I printed a picture of Jack Black and taped it on there. I think we gave that out light. as a prize for the costume yeah. contest at the we Comedy did. Shrine, didn't we? We did. We did. And I put, like, lights around it, and it looked really nice and really funny, and it made me laugh because of the pun. Yeah, the Jack <laughs> Black. Really <laughs> See, like, I think that's some untapped potential right there. You haven't done it in yeah. a while, and you did it, and it killed. So I think yeah. we should keep that going. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that should be a tradition in the and, JR. And just to be clear, household. I do like triangles and squares, and that's about the extent of my, uh, yeah, my yeah. pumpkin carving. But, uh, I mean, I do love pumpkin seeds. Not everybody does. I don't. You don't? Why? I've, no. never, them. I've so, never eaten the pumpkin seeds either. You're not missing anything. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Last year, we started the tradition pumpkin carving with my kids, and... Um, we did it like we toasted the seeds last year and they were yeah not that good this year i wasn't gonna do it but my son was like no dad i remember i i really liked them and i don't think he did but you know my kids are such picky eaters now to where if they ask for something i'm gonna make it i'm gonna get it for them because i'm just glad they're excited about some kind of food so we carved pumpkins again this year and they had to like redo theirs three times because they kept drawing like tiny little faces on the i'm like no it has to be huge it has to be the size of the pumpkin so we're finally done carving. I toasted the seeds in the air fryer, oh. which is a thing you can do. I had I Googled it. It's the, it's a thing you can do. They get okay. extra crispy, and they're just they're just gross. They're bitter, and they're chewy. They're not like that crunchy. They're not good. <laughs> so I gave them to my son, who insisted that he liked them, and he took one bite and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I think you were right. I don't like them." Definitely the air fryer. So we tossed, and it's not. like. <laughs> You have to no, I don't think it was the air fryer. I think it's no, just I know. pumpkin seeds <laughs> are gross. And you have to work so hard to get the freaking pumpkin guts off them. It takes forever. Yeah. It's not worth the hassle. What about you? JR, not a fan, right? Never I've had never one. I've never eaten those or ever tried to attempt to cook the seeds. They're just like a very salty okay. snack. Like crunchy, okay. salty, but Tommy, you got you hit it on the head. Like they are much chewier than they need to be. They're not like a yeah, peanut. And like they have like this anything. bitter flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if it were like the seventeen hundreds and we were living in <laughs> utter poverty, 
I think it would make sense to eat the seeds. You don't want to waste any of that pumpkin. You yeah, know? and you, you probably, probably <laughs> too. You probably make a pumpkin guts pie or something. Yeah, you'd probably you just know. eat the pumpkin because you're so desperate <laughs> just for any type <laughs> of food. You carve it, but then you get to look at it for like an hour, and that's like, okay, kids, time to eat the pumpkin. Yeah, all right, kids, that's our dinner. Yeah, we gotta we gotta make this last another month. Let's uh, let's ration this shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Jr. Uh, dressing up when's the last time you dressed up do you do it every year or every so often or not for a long time yeah yeah i pretty much do it every year i love dressing up and um making like costumes the past like three years i like i've made like my own minimal effort costumes and like i actually was very stoked on it one year i was alvin from alvin and the chipmunks because me and my brother were doing me and my brother and my sister were doing alvin and the chipmunks we just got their colored sweaters and i put a giant a on the sweater and just got a baseball cap like minimalist stuff like that yeah. and like making it like I I'm so super into it. What about this year? You got anything going this year? Yeah, I'm going to be Max from um this cartoon called Max and Ruby. I don't know if this is way after your generation, but it was a kid's show back like when I was a kid. It's about these two bunny brother and sisters and the Max, he like wears overalls, has a short sleeve um striped shirt and i just needed bunny ears and that was the costume <laughs> that is awesome i was yeah, hoping you yeah. would say mighty max <laughs> mighty max what I is was, that I thought... that would be that would actually be a good costume for you if you look okay. up mighty max okay it was a toy from the 90s and i'm yeah. pretty sure he just had a white shirt with an m on it uh-huh you're right and, and what was what was the bad guy what was his name do you remember uh, there was like a skull oh i think that might have even just been his name it's just skull. I, th- I think it was like, or no, he was the guy at the desk, right? I don't Mighty know. Mighty Max villain. Like he was, he was almost like in disguise. It was, you remember Polly Pocket, JR? Yes, I remember okay, Polly so Pocket. So Mighty Max was the boys' version of Polly Pocket. Skull, okay. Where Skull Mighty Master. Max was like a, you know, he was a hero. It wasn't, you know, Polly Pocket was all about the girly stuff. Mighty Max was manly hero boy who would fight bad guys oh wow i'm looking at the picture right now that does look like Polly pocket what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah holy shit that looks like what alvin from alvin in the chipmunk would yeah. look like if he in a yeah. human like if if max That's was an so... animorph he would be alvin i think we i remember alvin. jared's alvin costume because jared and i used to do a tradition at the at the comedy shrine i'll let jared talk about it but i wanted first i want to talk about how much i loved it because I like I get we all get to an age where like it's hard like as a kid you dress up you go trick-or-treating you dress up you go to school you go to trunk or treat there's all sorts of things to dress up for but like as an adult it gets harder and harder to find opportunities to dress up and like there were some years before I had my own kids that like I didn't have anything to dress up for it was kind of depressing because I had ideas for costumes but like what do you do like I'm 30 years old there's I have no I can't just wear a costume in my living room by myself so JR and I did a Halloween open mic. And JR, I think it was your idea originally. Yeah. Right? I, ca- I can't remember who the original idea was, but like it came to fruition and it was like really fun where like we would give like comics like an extra time if they like actually dressed up that night. 
Yeah. And it was just really fun seeing like all like the costumes and stuff like that. Was kind of annoying when like almost every comic was like, "Yeah, I'm dressed up as a piece of shit open micer. I'm dressed up as like a lonely white hetero guy." You know. <laughs> yeah, we did that not was get when the I extra minutes of those comics. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but we saw but yeah, some no, good was, costumes at that, that open was, mic, and that was that fun. Was we had to like, we yeah. ran this open mic for a long time, and we used to get like 30, 40, up to like fifty comedians, and you just we tried to figure out ways to make it fun because you yeah, can't just go listen to the same 30 people do the same five minutes of masturbation jokes week <laughs> after week you gotta yeah. think of ways to make it fun and this was the thing that we did to make it fun and we saw some really good costumes do you do you remember yeah. any like really good ones off the top of your head jr because uh, we had good costumes ourselves yeah, I remember when when um one guy dressed up as Whoopi Goldberg. Except that's he was what a, I was thinking of. So he was a he was a he, he, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so he he had he had a Whoopi cushion um <laughs> costume, and he had like <laughs> he had like braid. Well, he had dreadlocks, I think. Dreadlocks. He has a, a dreadlock yeah. wig. Yeah, yeah. Oh but he had the whoopee glasses too, the round oh whoopee glasses. God. So our uh, shout out to Alex Hudek, our friend, who's a comedian, yeah. who always, always brought a fun costume. And there were some, some lame ass comedians who just didn't want to, you know, they're just there to do their jokes and leave. They didn't care, but like there were some that made it really fun. Yeah. yeah, I remember somebody dressed up as Arthur from the PBS show. That was funny. <laughs> They oh yeah, their, they hold their fists the whole time on by their yes. side. Yes, of yep. course, naturally. <laughs> also, yeah. a guy. So a, this comedian from Rockford, I think his name is Alex too. He came in dressed. Do you remember this SNL skit with Chris Kattan, and he was like a monkey boy? Oh yeah, he wore like red overalls, and he was like it's Tarzan, and he would like climb on people. Are you sure? What that, he remember. wasn't the stripper. No, 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 he wasn't. He was he was the guy. He was I can't remember the character's name. Yeah, he Chris was Mango. Boy from Mango SNL. the stripper. Yeah. Ma Mango? No. Yes, dude. In the pink outfit. He was totally a stripper. It wasn't pink, I don't wasn't, think. Wasn't Mr. a part of the name? Right, I threw it in the chat. Look at it really quick. He's got the little hat with the, with the pink white sh the pink shirt and like the gold. And everybody it was wasn't like that. No? Oh, okay. No. No, I'm looking okay. at it now. Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers. That's what it was. Yeah. Mr. Peepers. He had the eyebrows and everything. And then, yeah, the, so it was Mr. Peepers. And then Dwayne Johnson was Papa Peepers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember one of my favorite costumes that I wore was I was um, J. Jonah Jameson. And I spent that whole night. I got like a fake cigar and everything. I spent the whole night in the sound booth just yelling at people to bring me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was a great costume. Like he really committed to the bit. We had, yeah, we had fun. And then we turned, so the open mic, we actually turned into like a showcase that one year. I think this was the last time we did it um, where we, you know, actually yeah. booked some comedians to do longer sets. We asked everyone to wear a costume. I think almost everyone did. And then we had a costume contest in the audience. And that was fun. A bunch of mm -hmm. a bunch of my friends, Eric, like Anna, Justin, Jeff, Dave, a bunch, bunch of people came. Wore, that was a big low-key year. So I think there were like four or five low-keys in the audience. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gave out prizes, gave out a Jack Black lantern. We had a lot of fun. I like that. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween comedy shows. Well, we yep, got yep. to learn more about JR. So, JR, when did you start getting into stand-up comedy? Just give us some background of how that all started. Yeah, I like officially like started around like 2017-ish, I want to say. I was like, I w- and it was like one of like the most unorthodox way that like I found the stand-up comedy like open mic that was literally 10 minutes away from my house. I was really looking for like poetry like open mics because uh, I was like, I-, I wrote poetry and I've always wanted to like go to like poetry mics and stuff like that. So I was like looking the only results that popped up on Google were places for local comedy open mics again the first one was the one that was 10 minutes from where i lived and i don't remember why but like i I was interested to like go one night and i had a blast just watching like all the comics um tell their jokes and i just kept going there like every other week and then one of the workers there really like encouraged me hey do you ever want to try it you know you can sign up if you want and it was very spontaneous one night I, I, f- I felt good, so I tried it, and it went better than I thought it would, and I just kept going back and haven't really stopped since until um when, like, the world shut down. I, I, I stepped away from it for, like, a year and a half yeah. and picked right back up in 2021, and yeah. I have been doing it since, yeah. So I got to ask you guys. You don't have to give me the specific joke or, like, tell it if you don't want to, but, like, the the... The synonymous thing with comedians is that there's always a bombing moment. Like you're up there, you thought you just told a really good joke, and it's like crickets. I don't know if you guys have had that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But if you have, like, do you remember kind of the moment, the place, what the feeling was like? I'm sure it was shitty. I'm not trying to, like, bring out all these shitty feelings. But, like, I'm just always curious to hear about, like, what made you get back up on the stage for the next time so first what was the moment or the type of joke why do you think it bombed and then what made you want to come back and keep doing it so jr i'm going to pass that to you first and then tommy of course yeah i remember um like it was at a mic that had previously done well before at um so I, I went there again, and this time a, a bunch of my, like, friends came out, and I remember, like, none of the jokes that, like, I was doing were landing, and it was, like, pretty much dead silent. Uh, this was probably, like, around the time when, like, I first started, so, like, I was doing, like, a lot of pun stuff, and I just remember just feeling like a jackass that entire time, but then, um, a lot of, a lot of comics who are my friends now who've been doing it for a while, like, after this, this they said that they really, really liked, like, my jokes, that, like, I had good stuff there, and to, like, keep at it, so that really, like, kind of encouraged me to move forward, and made me kind of, like, put into perspective, there's always the next set, there's always tomorrow to, like, improve, like, don't take it as a loss, take it as an opportunity to learn, and try to do better next time, so it's that, that constant need, is that constant, like, want to, like, do better for the next time and just, just keep learning. Awesome. You got to keep That's working. Exactly. Like some, you can't, some jokes you tell for the first time and you just can't really judge whether it's a good joke or not based on that. Cause you don't know what, maybe, maybe everybody went out on a smoke break and you get up there and there's like two people in the audience and you tell a joke that you think oh, is right. going to be a banger. Nobody laughs. You can't judge right. the joke based on that because totally. you got to tell it a few more times, different settings, different deliveries before you can truly say, 
this joke sucks or this joke rules, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I've only been up on stage a couple times in my life in front of an audience and most of them were in high school. <laughs> so, I keep telling Eric to get on stage and he just won't stop. Do it. I, I, oh, I, no. I, I don't know what I would say. That's the problem. Like behind the scenes, I feel like I could do good. I know Tommy, I've texted you a few times like, dude, you got to do this joke. You got to know this he joke. tries to give me jokes and I'm like, tell it your fucking yeah, self. I know. I know. And oh, I'm like, no, you, I don't want to. I'm afraid. I'm scared. No. You use it in your little skit. Like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like, and the, the thing is like, I'll go on TikTok and like do what I think is some funny shit or on Instagram and do some funny stuff. But like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the pressure. Like, I, I don't. I feel like I have the courage, but I. If don't. I wasn't sure that you would be great, then I would take jokes from you, and I would say thank you. I'll take that joke, but I know you would do good, so I'm not going to tell. You well, save them for I'll yourself. Take, I think I'll take that as a retirement comment. I'll take the win when I have it <laughs> before I, the premature, uh, you know, blessing. And uh, no, I, I like. I don't know what it is. Like, I guess I'm just afraid. I'm afraid to fail. Everybody is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, you, you guys, you, you guys, you, you will fail there. and just not, then you don't worry yeah. about it as much. But you guys, I my very first time, you guys make it seem I, easy. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been sick for like a week and I still don't have my voice back. Ooh. I went up my very first, well, so my first time doing stand up was technically a workshop at Second City because I was like too chicken shit to sign up for an open mic, like cold turkey. Oh, know, okay. Oh, okay. Know. I see you. So, yeah, no, <laughs> I was in the same boat. I know. So, I did this workshop, did a set like in this little classroom setting in front of like, I don't know, 10 people. And the instructor for this class, I think his name was Chris something. I can't remember his last name, but he was, you know, supposedly this successful comedian who had you know, been on TV a couple times. And then I went to this open mic, I don't know, month or two later, he recommended the open mic, the instructor. I go to this open mic, finally sign up. My brother and I went together. He he did stand up with me that night too. I go up on stage and I notice the instructor from that class is in the audience. So I was like, oh, good. He's going to see me up here. And then maybe, you know, Maybe this will go somewhere. Maybe he'll like recommend some more shows. Maybe he'll put me put in a good word, you know, with some producers or whatever. I'm I'm thinking like this is this is good. I'm golden because I got this set that that went great. So I go up and I start doing the same set I did in the workshop. It didn't go great. I'm not getting the same laughs I got in the workshop. And the guy who taught that workshop was sitting in the front row and in the middle of my set, he passes out, falls out of his chair. Glass shatters, breaks. <laughs> the whole room smells like tequila. I don't know what the fuck he was drinking, but it was gross. <laughs> and it just completely derailed the rest of my, I don't know how much time I had, probably only like two minutes. But yeah, he like, I thought it was going to be great, great situation. Like he did not, there's no chance he remembered me. He was so drunk anyway. So yeah, that was my first time doing stand up, And it's a miracle that I got back up after that because it, yeah, did not go well. Oh, man, the way you described that, it had me thinking that this man had a heart attack in the middle of your set. <laughs> that would make he me feel died. so shitty if that were the case. I'm glad me. I'm not that guy. And then literally the cops and the I, ambulance. <laughs> I fucking killed that night. I killed. You literally. killed the man that night? <laughs> oh, but shit. it took me a long time. I mean, I bombed a ton because I used to... 
I, I'm like a huge nerd. I love science fiction. So I remember doing all these, I had this whole five minutes on Pluto because back then, like the, the pictures of Pluto had just come out, like the high res images of Pluto. So I had this whole bit about how, you know, people should care more about Pluto and blah, blah, blah. And nobody cares. It's in it. And I thought it was gold. And my wife saw me do it. And she was like, why the fuck are you talking about space so much? Like nobody cares. It's not, that's not well, relatable. Get like, talk about your job. Like, what are you doing up there? I'm like, all right, fine. So I ditched the Pluto bit and you know, you just, you got to find your niche, well, I guess. Yeah. I, well, I just remember, um, you know, everybody in the audience, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine what it's like for you guys to go up there because I've never done it, but every single individual in that audience okay. has a different comedic palette. Right. Like some people like the dirty, like, let's go balls to the walls and talk about nudity and sex and blah, blah, blah. Others are more political. Others are more this, that. Others are more like dad jokes. Right. Um, I just remember totally. Tommy at your one of your open mic nights at uh, downtown St. Charles above one of those bars. It was like the brewery. Yeah. It wasn't even a brewery. JR, remember that one? Which one? A OK comedy oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah i remember a okay comedy and yep. like i was on the couch in the front row and i was laughing at a lot of jokes but i forget who it was they went up on stage but everything he said checked all these mental boxes for laughter and i was like the only person in the audience dying laughing and he looked at me and said like thank you for laughing you know like he just looked at me because it just hit every box for me. I'm like, oh my God, I love this guy. I just don't know what it was. Like, Tommy, you were great. You guys were great. But like everything he said just like, <laughs> like lined up in a domino effect in my brain where I just could not stop laughing. But like, that's everybody, right? Like that's that's gotta be, you know, how do you appeal to the wider audience? How do you guys even write your jokes? And like maybe in the last couple of minutes that we have here, I gotta know, yeah. I don't wanna ask for your guys' secrets. But Jr., starting with you, what's your approach to like creating a joke? Uh, usually, I feel like I'm a pretty like good conversationalist with like friends and stuff like that. I'm always putting in like little little jokes here and there, and when I think of like a good like line or something like from a lot of those conversations, I'll like write it down in my phone in my notes and come back to it and try to build from there. I usually like think of like punchlines like endings to like bits and stuff like that and try to like uh build how to get there i like it so i just have like a million million like uh notes on on my phone and i also i also really like using twitter um because like they only give you a certain character limit so i write like little jokes and stuff like that on there and see if I could build and make expand those and try to make them like bigger and like actual bits. It's not mu it's not much to it besides that. I like that. What about you, Tommy? Uh, I talk about my dick. <laughs> you mean <laughs> no, your penis, according no, to Dave? I don't. Yeah, no, no. I I don't know. I tell stories. I don't know. I start with like. I guess it's observational humor. Is that what you would call it, Jer? I don't know what my what? style is. Does it come from a thought or you bump I'm, into a door and yeah. you hurt your elbow and you're like, oh, fuck. Ooh, that could be a good joke. Like, I think it yeah. just come, it comes from, it's all inspired by like real experiences or conversations. I do embellish a lot. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's just kind of just observational shit. I try to, I just talk about, I try to stay in my lane and talk about my job, my life, my kids. Yeah. I'm not good at like one-liners. I'm really not a good writer in general. I don't think I'm a very, like I can't construct, I'm not good at constructing punchline. It takes me a while to find, once I have like a funny thought in my head and I'm convinced it's funny, it takes me a while to come up with the right punchlines because you know the punchlines are important. That's when you want to get that explosion of laughter from the audience. It takes me a long time to get there. Well, that's, totally. how, that's why you guys hire me, bro. I can come up with the bullshit. I just don't want to say it. <laughs> that's fine. If you want to, if you want to do it that way, we can make we can, we can make an arrangement. I'll take ten cents on the dollar. That's about it. That's all I ask for. That's you're gonna get ten cents. I'll take I'll take a ramen. You get a stick. How about that? <laughs> You uh, get, we get <laughs> in free drinks sometimes, so we'll bring, there you, we a, go. There we'll bring we go. you a rum and coke. There we go. All right. Well, gentlemen, JR, this was Hell awesome yeah. to have you. We like to save the last part of the episode for I want you two to obviously plug all your stuff. So, JR, wherever anybody can find you, go ahead and shout it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can follow me on Insta and Twitter. They're both the same handle. It's JR Puff and Stuff. And yeah, I usually like post like all my like comedy happenings like on those platforms and stuff like that. So give your boy a follow. I really appreciate you guys again for having me on. This was a lot of fun. And awesome. if you're in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, right, Juliet, tell them about your show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I help produce. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I forget? Uh, I help run and produce a monthly comedy show out in Joliet at the Drunken Donut called Shots and Giggles. It's a bar slash bakery. We have it's completely free. 8 p.m. free comedy and free donuts. What more could you want? Is a gift that keeps on giving. That's Shots yes. and Giggles in Joliet, and that's um every every fourth Saturday of the month. I love one of my favorite things about comedy is like these random places that you get to perform in that you would places you would never go to otherwise. Like I would have never known about the drunken donut. Yeah. If it wasn't for JR and in the team over there. A bar and bakery. That's like you sold me there and there's comedy on top of it. So it's the most random place, but they get it. They always have a great audience that on that one Saturday a month. And yeah, donuts, cash bar. I drink Polish beer whenever I'm there. And yeah. It's a fun spot. Really fun spot. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And Tommy, really quick, shout out to Luke Cronin. He wants to know where you're going to be at soon because he wants to go see you live. Oh, fuck. I don't have anything again. Oh, stop. You have I, something. <laughs> I have hit, no, I've hit this like busy point in the school year. I'm super busy with my kids. So I have been so lazy about just getting booked. I have nothing on the calendar. Also, the board teachers stuff kind of like spoiled me a little bit. Like that, you know. But I don't have any board teacher shows coming up either. But hopefully for 2024, I don't know. I need to, I don't know. Who wants to book me? Come on. We'll book you in your own basement. Tell Luke, I need some help. Tell Luke to, you have some producers reach out to me and I will send them my availabilities. Sounds good. I do need to get back on stage. I'm getting, I'm getting rusty over here. Sounds good. But But yeah, Angry Jim Teacher on Instagram and TikTok. Fuck yes. And there is also probably going to be a show in your basement during Christmas time when we come over for a little festivities so maybe Luke can come over for that yeah Um, yeah all right well gentlemen jr thank you guys for joining us so much this was awesome this is a very special halloween episode this is our treehouse of horrors 
in the Revenge of the Triforce podcast. And JR, without no further ado, I'm just going to remind you what you're going to introduce is Dave Bennett's safety tips. So if you could take us away, sir, and appreciate you for joining. Of course. Thank you again. And for today's safety tip, kids, uh, before sticking your baby roof in a jack-o'-lantern, make sure that the candle is out first. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was that's a, that's we, better. Uh-oh. That's better. Dave has some competition. Now. Holy shit! Thank you, Jr. I got a I'm standing helpful, ovation. That helpful devices to help you through. <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome, love it. Thank you, Jr. Thank you for Tommy, and happy Halloween, everybody. Go get spooked. Go get some candy, and uh, I don't even know what the fuck to do because it's a Tuesday, you know. On Halloween, when you're trick or treating, be sure to check. Of your candy. There could be needles, knives, machetes, hidden objects in there that could potentially fall out of the candy and chop off your penis.